Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good morning to you, New York Vinny, hanging out with you here on Drive Time on 1150 KKNW. Very nice uh, <laughs> Seattle morning, isn't it? Wow, man. I mean, I'm, I haven't squished while I've walked in a while, but boy, has it been brutal the last couple of days, especially if you're out there driving. I mean, it just keeps coming down and coming down and coming down, and, um, you know, you just see some of the some of the uh, flooding and everything like that. Uh, I know you probably hear it a million times, but if you're out there and you're driving, you see a big puddle like that, you're... You know, you don't have one of them jacked-up 20-foot uh, four-wheel drive monstrosities that go around, well, what do you want to call them, diesel, you know, diesel thumpers there. Don't go through a puddle. And if you got one of those, you may not want to go through a puddle because you just don't know. And I'm not talking about a puddle, but a flood, you know, where you, where you see the whole intersection because you never know how deep that is, if there's a sinkhole in there or what's happened under that water. You can't see under it, so be, uh, be smart and uh, don't go through that kind of thing, back up and go around or go a different way. If you're uh, being affected by this flooding, got lots of friends on Facebook that have, um, you know, been been putting up uh, pictures and stuff like that of their basements and stuff like that, how wet it is and how flooding it is and garages and everything like that. It's just uh, brutal. I guess I was reading one piece of information that said that it was the darkest day uh, in Seattle, one of the ten darkest days ever in Seattle. And, of course, me, you know, with my millions of dollars worth of therapy that I've gone through, I thought it was all about me, you know, sitting there thinking to myself, wow. You know, I get back to Seattle, and we have the darkest days ever. I took it as a personal affront for about two seconds and then slapped myself back into uh, reality here. But, anyway, we've got a good show planned for you today, our show before Christmas. We will uh, take a bit of a Christmas and a holiday tilt to the whole boogie uh, this morning. We'll have to uh, start it out with uh, top five Christmas presents, last-minute Christmas presents for the car lover in your life. That will come up in just a couple of minutes here on our top five this morning. We'll also have something that I've done every year now for probably the past 15 years or so, and that is uh, my review of Santa's sleigh. That'll be our, uh, our road test, drive-time road test. We will road test Santa's sleigh, so get the kids around the radio, do that. We have a couple of things to give away today in our little Santa grab bag, and we'll do that simply by having you go to our Facebook page uh, at uh, NYVinny, uh, Facebook at uh, NYVinny.com. Uh, just go to NYVinny, you know, Facebook at NYVinnie, and uh, click like on today's show. And we'll pick one of those names. Actually, we'll pick three of those names out. And we'll have some great prizes to give away to the three of those names. We'll let you know them as uh, we progress this morning. But we've got some uh, really cool stuff to give away in the Santa Vinny um, little giveaway today. Matt Crossman will join us in this show. Race car, NASCAR legend Junior Johnson passed away. Uh, yesterday and uh, 88 years old and it's easy I think to say that the NASCAR was a different 
thing when Junior Johnson was uh, was running the backwoods. We'll talk to Matt Crossman a bit about uh, his legacy, his legend, and NASCAR uh, the way it was way back when, when you know it was basically an outshoot of running in the woods, running rum. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Thunder Road, but uh, if you've ever got a got a chance to uh, download that movie or to rent that movie or to find it somewhere, it's a great movie that gives you a very uh, good look at the beginnings of what NASCAR was before it became kind of this, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it politically correct, but it certainly is a sanitized. I guess sanitized is probably the word I was looking for. Uh, sanitized version of what NASCAR used to be. Uh, but, you know, again, you change with the times. Our life uh, these days is sanitized versions of what it used to be, right? And exactly. And we'll also hook you up with uh, the car I'm driving this week, what I drove last week on a rainy Saturday morning here in Seattle. That's okay. We'll try to keep you warm, and we'll start that out with the top five. Time now for this week's top five. The five things you need to know about cars and car culture this week. Well, lots of good stuff in the car world this week, but we're going to concentrate this morning because I know there's a lot of people running around trying to figure out what do I get that person who loves their car, who spends all this time in traffic. We spend more time in traffic here in the Puget Sound area than almost any place except New York and L.A. and San Francisco. We spend hours in our cars. So what can we do to make that experience a little bit better? What do you get for the car lover in your life? And what can you get by Christmas Eve, which is on Tuesday? So that means it's got to get here basically by Tuesday at, uh, you know, 5 o'clock or something like that. So all of these gifts that we've kind of gone down and, procured will come to you you'll be able to get them if you order them today you'll be able to get them by Christmas Eve and stick them under the tree or on the table or wherever you hand off your gifts so lots of good stuff here that we we found out the the first thing that I liked that I looked at this is available on Amazon by the way I believe these are all locally procured things so they're either Amazon or a couple of other local firms I don't know how you could um how you could operate without one of these things. But the uh, there's a, a car massage pad that is on Amazon that I thought, you know, this is this is if I'm looking for something for uh, for my commute, you hook this thing up, you put it on the uh, you put it on the seat, you put it in the plug it into the uh, uh, into the electric outlet in the car. And the massage car seat cushions got six vibrating massage nodes, three heating pads, and you know what? It's forty-four bucks on Amazon. It's got controls on it and everything. You just put that thing in the seat. Now I've driven hundred fifty thousand dollar Mercedes Benz that have massaging seats, and I got to tell you. It is one of the best automotive experiences. You would be amazed at how much traffic kind of loses its 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 um, stressful kind of uh, thing that happens inside of you. You know, you, you get it right in, in your gut. And how much you lose that when you have uh, massaging seats. Well, now you can have them in your Subaru or in your Toyota 
or in your Hyundai or your Kia. $43.96 from Amazon, and you can get it tomorrow if you uh, if you jump on there and take a look at it today. So that's number one on our list. Number two on our list, again, kind of crazy, something you might not think about, but how about interior lights for your car? Yeah, they have them. You know, I first fell in love with this concept when I drove the first edition of the Kia Soul. And it had lights in it, in the speakers, that when you turned on the music, the lights would pulsate to the music. And I was like, well, this is like uh, Trudy Heller's discotheque in the 1960s, you know. I almost wanted to dance while I was driving. But I also found out that on a nice long trip or in traffic, the lights were kind of soothing. Well, Amazon, again, on sale, they have an interior car light kit. You can get them by Christmas, $23.99 on sale, marked down from $52.99. And you can put it under the tree, you install them in there, you plug them into the cigarette lighter uh, outlet in your car, and you have nice soft lighting on those dark mornings. You just turn that lighting on, you have nice blue lighting to ease you out. I believe you can pulsate them to the music as well. I have them in my car, actually. I got a, a set from a Monster um video or cable whatever the, the lighting company is there and i gotta be honest with you they are very very soothing so you couple that with the massaging seat and another thing from amazon this morning car cup holder coasters made out of ceramic stone ten bucks ten dollars if you're on amazon prime they deliver them to you for nothing they're these kind of cute little car cup holders they go into the uh, into the cup holders in your car, and um, and not only do they keep it clean, especially if you have a lease car and you have to send it back to uh, the leasing company at some point. But it's a four pack. They're absorbent ceramic stone. They have a finger notch so you can lift them out. And they're in these pretty kind of uh, Pennsylvania Dutch kaleidoscopic uh, kaleidoscopic kind of uh, patterns. And I think they're real cool. Again, aesthetically fixing up your car without putting a wing on it or without putting thousands of dollars worth of wheels and tires, just making your car a better place to be while you are driving it down the highway. All right. Oh, by the way, something to go along with that. This is like a, we'll call this a 3A. They have, Amazon has this again, an ultrasound YJY car diffuser. You put a little essential oils in this thing. And it, it, you can drive along and kind of, I don't know if you want to meditate while you're driving, but you can put a little uh, essential oils in there, and the car will smell better. And listen, those of us that spend a lot of time in our cars, you know, this is probably better than spraying the Febreze all over the place that we tend to do. Another great gift Uh, that doesn't come off of Amazon, but I think would be an outrageous gift for the uh, car person in your life, is uh, Griot's Car Detailing Kit. Uh, Griot's Garage is a firm that's down in Tacoma. They are well known for their car detailing items. Uh, They have them on Amazon, but you can also go direct to their uh, website and find them as well. They have a starter car care kit at Griot's for... Uh, I think it's $69.99, and they also say that they will get it to you 
uh, by Christmas Eve so that you can put it under the gift. But you have uh, a buff pad and uh, some of their uh, some of their greats, the car wash, the speed shine, uh, best show wax, a vinyl and rubber dressing, and a wheel cleaner. And that's kind of the starter kit. But they also have some great stuff uh, like a, uh, a waterless car wash that you can use that you just spray on the car and wipe it off. And, and just great products. I've used them for years. I first got a, 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 a box of them at um, a Rick Riz uh, Toys for Kids auction 10, 12 years ago and have been using them ever since. Great products. And again, $69.99. You go to griotsgarage.com. That's G-R-I-O-T-S garage.com. They're local. They're down in Tacoma. They have a great store down there, too, if you ever want to go down and take a look at it. And... Um, and buy product and take a look at some of the great stuff on their website. And finally, what better thing can you get a car buff than a trip to a museum, right? Well, we have one of the best automotive museums in the country right here in uh, the uh, Puget Sound area, the LeMay Auto Museum. Why not get the one you love a membership to the LeMay Auto Museum? They go from a low of 50 bucks up to a high of $10,000. Uh, I believe with each membership, we'll probably get a lot more with the $10,000 membership, but with the $50 membership, they give you a, a mug that says, uh, you know, coffee, um, uh, one of those car mugs to keep your coffee warm, which is something you need on cold mornings like this. You get the free mug, you're supporting a local institution down in Tacoma, and some of the great... Um, different programs that they have uh, that uh, from the LeMay Collection and the LeMay America's Car Museum, and you can jump on their website, and you can all you got to do is boom, boom, boom on the website, and next thing you know, the one you, uh, the car buff in your life is set up and ready to go for a year uh, with admission to the LeMay uh, Museum down there in Tacoma, and uh you get a chance to go down and spend the day. You can spend as much time as you want, I believe, with a lot of these memberships. And take a look at some of the uh, spectacular cars that they have in that collection. That, uh, And, of course, they open it up over at Marymount uh, once every year for people to go and take a look at it as well. So those are, those are some last-minute, and I know it's a little more than five, but those are some last-minute things that you could uh, that you could get for that car lover in your life and uh, who knows maybe one for them and two for you is uh, sometimes happens at christmas time all right we're going to take a break here we will come back matt crossman will join us and we will take a look at the career of uh, junior johnson nascar driver and a legend who passed away yesterday at the age of 88 uh, the the last american heroes with jim france from NASCAR called Junior Johnson. We'll find out why he was that and so much more to NASCAR people. When we come back on Drive Time, I'm New York Vinny here on Alternative Talk, KKNW. No matter how you say it, Cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Atravesate soltanto al segnale verde, ma en el mezzo de la strada. Cross at the green, not in between. 
geht darüber der Gas Norden, wenn es grün, nicht ärgert zwischen den Mitten vom Block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you. A gloomy Saturday morning, but the sun is starting to, well, the light is starting to come up. I don't know about the sun, but uh, rainy and gloomy, but that's okay. We'll keep you warm here on Drive Time. Sad day for uh, auto racing. Yesterday, as a legendary race car driver, NASCAR driver, and uh, I, I would say American icon, Junior Johnson uh, passes away at the age of uh, 88. I uh, wanted to grab a friend of mine who uh, writes about NASCAR and has written about uh, many things, not just uh, NASCAR, but we've had him on the show from time to time in different forms of the show, not him. He's always in the same form. He's Matt Crossman, and he joins us. Matt, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Vinny. How are you? It's been a while, brother. Yeah, it sure has. How you been, man? Oh, living the dream. Can't complain, although it's uh, however dark and gloomy it is there. Pick about 25 degrees off, and that's what it is in St. Louis. So I'm all right. Well, that's at least it ain't snow. You know, that, that ought to be on the, uh, you know, when you when you go over to Verrazano Bridge in Brooklyn, they have that thing that says, uh, you know, forget about it is the uh, b- motto of the borough. Here in Seattle, it ought to be a sign that says, at least it ain't snow. Yeah, we've got we got about five inches this week, but it's mostly gone. Well, that's the good thing about it; it melts and uh, yeah. <laughs> and goes away. Well, um, you know, I've always been a fan of the film Thunder Road, uh, which uh, most people know is a Bruce Springsteen song. But way back when, it was a film that uh, talked about the moonshine runners back in the uh, in the forties, in the fifties, and the kind of the 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 start of what became NASCAR. I know you look at it today, and it's a very sanitized version. But at 88 years old, Junior Johnson was a guy who probably, who not probably, definitely did have a few tanks of hooch in his, uh, in his trunk as he was going across some state lines. Yeah, he, uh, and he never really stopped making that hooch. Uh, he did time in jail, uh, got out, didn't really... Uh, I, Tried to make it respectable. Actually, became the owner, part owner of a a moonshine company later in life. But yeah, he was. Uh, you know, they, they, NASCAR's legend is that it was built up. You know, based on guys who learned to drive outrunning revenueers, and Junior Johnson was a living, breathing, uh, thick-fisted example of that. 
Now, a lot of people that grew up like me in New York and places like that weren't as as in tune to things that were going on in NASCAR and in the South, maybe as as people were who lived and, and breathed it down here. Our, our exposure to it was Daytona back in the early 60s and that. Why did the, why did Junior Johnson become such a legend uh, to, to the NASCAR world uh, and to the um, and, and, and even more, not just the, the NASCAR world, but an American icon to a lot of people? Yeah, okay. I, the, way, the way I would put it is this. Imagine Babe Ruth uh, only uh, after he became a superstar player, he decided he wanted to become a superstar owner and then like led the Yankees to six world championships after retiring is basically the best uh, that there was. Uh, and on top of that, throw in the fact that he went to jail for a couple of years for illegally running moonshine and would happily tell you stories about that that would make you laugh till your sides hurt. Uh, that's who Junior Johnson was. That he, uh, you know, today's sports world is so sanitized, it's so corporate. Uh, if you misstep or misspeak or do any slight little thing wrong, Twitter blows up, your general manager blows up, your sponsors blow up. Uh, Junior Johnson lived uh, in a world before that, and he never left that world. Uh, even, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I knew him, but I talked to him uh, on a couple of occasions. And all you had to do was ask him a question, and he would tell you a story that you just you simply couldn't believe that he just told you that uh, because he wasn't the hero of his stories. In fact, sometimes he was a villain. You know, talk would talk happily about the time he spent in prison. Uh, frankly, there just aren't people like that anymore. Uh, yeah, it's almost analogous to uh, the guys like Johnny Cash and James Brown in the uh, in the music world, uh, where yeah. you know there there was a time when. That hard edge, that almost criminal element. Nowadays, if somebody goes to jail for for something where, you know, my God, we'll never buy that record again. Uh, you know, in those days, it almost was a badge of, uh, I don't want to say a badge of honor, but certainly that, that bad boy element was something that uh, a lot of Americans latched on to. Yeah, I think the Johnny Cash uh, analogy is a good one. Um, that, you know, the fact that he wasn't, uh, you know, prim and proper and and all that. That's what made him appealing is that people could relate to him, that he, you know, spoke in a a, a, a low, slow, southern drawl. But if you mis, uh, misunderestimated him, him based on that, that was a huge mistake. I mean, he had uh, an eighth-grade education and turned himself into a multimillionaire many times over uh, simply by being uh, smart and clever and knowing what was around the next bend before anybody else did. We're talking to my good friend Matt uh, Crossman about uh, Junior Johnson passed away at 88 years old. Uh, uh, I believe, yeah, yesterday uh, passed away. NASCAR yep. legend. How did how did a guy like like Junior make that transition from being on that edge into NASCAR? Was it was there? I mean, when, when these guys got together and said, "Okay, we're gonna instead of running." moonshine we're going to race around in a circle make left turns on sunday and charge people a buck 50 to get in and see it <laughs> well actually uh, it's an in- interesting the way you phrase that i would not say uh, it was instead of it was in addition to um the first race that he ran uh legend has it and uh it, you know the, the thing that's great about him is his life story sounds like a legend it sounds like fiction but it was all true uh, he was 15 years old. He was 
uh, working on his family farm, uh, plowing the field barefoot. One of his brothers comes home and says, hey, there's a race. Uh, they don't have enough cars, so let's go get into it. So uh, 15-year-old Junior Johnson grabs a pair of shoes, gets in one of their cars that had been souped up in order to avoid the revenuers, takes that to the race, and finishes second in it, and basically a lifelong affair with racing was born uh, right there. So it's not like he gave up um, moonshining in order to become a race car driver. It's more like they had these fast cars that outran the law and also were fast on the racetrack. And uh, eventually uh, he stopped you know, the, the illegal aspect of it and was just a driver, but they were uh, two things like a rope intertwined for many years. Did you ever get a chance to uh, to talk to him? I know, you, as you said, you talked to him a few times and, and get an idea of what he thought as he uh, looked at NASCAR today. As he looked at uh, at what it has become, did he did he yeah. like it? Did he think it was too uh, sanitized? Do you do you have any idea about that? I, I do, I do. First, I'll tell you a, a story that's making the rounds, and I know that it's true because I was there and watched him. When uh, NASCAR was opening the Hall of Fame, oh, 10 or 15 years ago now, uh, you know, there was some debate, debate within the sport. How do you handle the uh, unsavory elements in the sports history? And the two unsavory elements would be, uh, A, a lot of people have died in the sport, and B, it has its origins in what we've just been talking about, moonshining. NASCAR made the wise decision that they were going to tell the whole story. They were not going to sanitize it. And so the Hall of Fame wanted to have a, a – the Hall of Fame basically bought uh, the components of a still, a moonshine still, that they wanted to have on display. The only problem was, was it was basically like a jigsaw puzzle that they didn't know what it looked like. Uh, and so they called Junior Johnson uh, and said, hey, can you help us put, it, put this together? Not only did he help them, he showed up at the Hall of Fame with overalls on and, and a wrench and put it together himself for them. I sat there and watched him do it. And talked to him, and he said, well, yeah, this thing, uh, if I wanted to turn it on and make us some whiskey right now, I could. This thing would work. Uh, so far as I know, they never literally turned that one on, but I thought it was great that not only did he show up to help them, but he turned it into a functioning still. Um, he got out of the sport. I'd answer the second half of your question. He got out of the sport in the mid-1990s, uh, and I think it's fair to say that he thought NASCAR had become uh, less fun. The rules had become so onerous. It becomes so, uh, air quote, serious, unair quote, that it took the fun out of it for him. He was famous for finding gray in the NASCAR rules where anybody else would look at that and say, no, you can't do that. And he would say, show me where it says that I can't. So anything that wasn't literally spelled out, he would think that he could do it. And uh, basically NASCAR's rules got so serious and there became so much money involved that he kind of thought, uh, this just isn't any fun anymore, and he got out of the sport. So I would not say that he left. I don't think he left in a huff or anything, but certainly he he would be one who say uh, this sport became too big for itself, too serious, too corporate uh, for his liking. Uh, but also, I don't think he would say that it was his fault, but he was one of the reasons the sport got so big, is that personalities like him uh, drove the sport to become big, to become famous, and really, they had no choice. They had to have rules, and they, there just became too many for him. Can, can NASCAR go, because a lot of the knock on NASCAR 
right now is that it's too sanitary. It's too sanitized. They're losing people because it's it's everything is equal. You know, everything is so you know just right next to each other. Can, can NASCAR uh, NASCAR go back a step or two to what it was, or what it uh, or bring that element of what it was in in Junior's time to the 2020s, or are we looking at a sport that, as in many sports now, have advanced to a point where they can't go back to what they were anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my, my gut feeling is that uh, it, it can't go back, uh, and the reason is that when you had guys like Junior Johnson or, or Dale Earnhardt, uh, Kelly Yarborough, rough and tough guys who started out with nothing, and made it to the top of their sport. You can't do that anymore because the way that you get to the top of the sport is so expensive now compared to what it was then that really the, the, the three things that you have to have to be a sex, successful NASCAR driver right now is guts is number one, great hand-eye coordination is number two, and an extremely wealthy father is number three. Uh, and so, so you're just... It, it, it has backed itself into a corner, made itself so expensive that the good old boy can't do it anymore. Now there's a there's a there's a possibility that it will sort of fold in on itself, where it will become so expensive that uh, it'll break and then it'll become cheap again. If that makes sense, uh, we're not there yet. But a guy coming up like Junior Johnson, you know, putting on shoes to go run his first race in his dad's revenueing car, literally impossible, and that's been true for a couple of decades. Right. The only place I guess you see that these days is on some of these smaller uh, dirt tracks where, uh, you know, it's basically yeah, not, you build not, a car I'm in your backyard sure you, and bring I'm, it out. Yeah, I'm not even sure you see it there anymore because even those cars are just massively, massively expensive now. So uh, all, all the money that flooded into the sport, like starting in the mid-90s uh, through now, that trickled down and it's made everything just outrageously expensive. And also the... The, the, the balance of power between owner, driver, and sponsor is so much on the sponsor now that there's no way a guy like Junior Johnson uh, would, would be able to make it through the front door in the sponsor role today. A piece of Americana died when, uh, when Junior passed away. Matt, it's so good to hear your voice, so good to talk. Can you please come and join us again sometime soon? Anytime, brother. Good, good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Merry Christmas to you and the family, man. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. All right. Matt Crossman joining us here on Drive Time, talking a bit about the uh, legacy uh, and the legend of uh, Junior Johnson, who passed away. NASCAR, one of the founding drivers of NASCAR, and uh, great stories. And I, I think it's sad in all sports, really, that we can't, you know, there's, there's a, a, a classic thing that happened in sports that's really being drummed out of it and it's not just nascar i mean we see it in baseball and football and in hockey in soccer well, i don't know so much about soccer but but certainly in, in even in basketball where that that grittiness that um that cavalierness is is being drummed out of sports uh being replaced by a um i don't know uh, a a play a, a a kind of mindset where uh, we want our not only our athletes and our people to be perfect uh, in on the field, but we want them to be perfect off the field 
as well. And I don't know that that really is uh, is is practical in the long run, but uh, time will tell. All right, it is uh, Drive Time Radio. Thanks a lot again to Matt Crossman for joining us, talking a little bit about Junior Johnson. When we come back, we'll... Uh, we will talk a little bit about uh, what we are uh, driving this week. Don't forget, we also have Santa's sleigh, uh, the uh, drive time road test coming up for you here on Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, hanging out with you on a Saturday morning on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Rule number one in radio school, don't talk over the guy who talks. <laughs> hey, what can I tell you? Some days it just goes like, I get the Christmas spirit in me. I hope you're having a, uh, a good holiday season so far and that uh, you, all your Christmas parties and everything like that are uh, going well for you. Uh, and you're, of course, paying attention to... Uh, one of the most important things this time of year, and that is uh, making sure that you take an Uber or a Lyft if you've had, even if you have the slightest smidgen that you think you had too much to drink. Uh, even if you have the slightest thought, it's, uh, you know, this is a sad time of year for a lot of people that lose people during the year, but even sadder is to lose somebody or to uh, be in a hospital uh, at this time of year. And we don't want to see you or anybody else uh, get hurt. And the most more that we can cut down on that, uh, on drunk driving or buzz driving or the different uh, thing. It doesn't take much to uh, call an Uber, even if you have to pay double. It's a lot cheaper than having to go out and hire a lawyer to uh, defend you on a DUI. And a lot cheaper than having to go out and, and um, get a lot of psychiatric work done because you caused a, a horrible accident that hurt or maimed or even killed somebody. So uh, something to keep in mind here on this holiday season. Hope you enjoyed uh, the interview there with Matt Crossman. Hope you enjoyed the uh, gifts as well. And again, uh, with those Christmas gifts, a couple of people jumped on Facebook and on Twitter. You can find most of those gifts at Amazon, um, LeMay, uh, or America's... Car Museum is where you can get the membership, and griotsgarage.com is where you can find that uh, detailing kit, uh, some inventive gifts for your, um, your, the car person in your life. 
and something nice to uh, nice to get them, you know, something nice to do for them at Christmas time. Because after all, the show is about people that love their cars, and what better present can you give to somebody that loves their car but something to help them love their car a little bit more or that ride in traffic? That massaging seat still sounds good, man. I think I think maybe I'm going to get our producer Mike one of those. So when he sits in the uh, when he sits in the studio and he's sitting back in that chair, it can just like massage him rub his back a little bit and keep him, uh, although, you know, people don't know this, but here at KKNW, they have a full staff that takes care of uh, all the producers with massages and drinks and coffee and, and everything, a full wait staff that uh, that helps him out. So I, I don't know if he needs that seat or not, but we'll have to talk to him about it. All right, one of the things that I do every week, you obviously hear it, is the drive time road test. Uh, this week, I'm driving uh, a Lexus LC500. What a beautiful car. This may be actually the newest car I've ever driven. They delivered it to me with, um, what was it, the 60, 62 miles on it. So it may be the newest uh, vehicle I've ever driven in a, in a road test. And it is a spectacular luxury car. I gave up the uh, Honda which uh, I love, uh, you know, Hondas are a great car, the Honda Pilot SUV, and we'll have reports on those uh, coming up. But every year this time on Drive Time, whether it's the Drive Time Minute or whatever, we do a little thing I did several years ago, which is a review of the coolest vehicle in town all around right now, and that is, of course, that vehicle that will be in the sky on Christmas Eve. Now, welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Drive Time. As I take a look at a vehicle that we've all seen at some point in our lives, but none of us have ever driven, Santa's sleigh. Now, of course, Santa wouldn't let me drive the sleigh, but he did take me for a test run. It's a very, very cool machine. First off, no top, no doors. So you would think, that it's pretty cold inside and the presents would be falling out all over the place. But the hot chocolate-powered heating system guarantees that St. Nick will be able to stay warm as he stops off at chimneys all over the world. And a specially constructed storage area is bigger than any SUV or truck as it can hold all of the presents for all of the children in the world and not one ever falls out, no matter what kind of weather Santa hits on Christmas Eve. Now, the bright candy apple red sleigh is powered by a nine reindeer herd that is able to get it up in the air at blinding speed fast enough for Santa to hit all seven continents in 24 hours. And it has a braking system that will stop the sleigh at every chimney where cookies and milk are waiting for them. The ride is firm and steady, and instead of a GPS, get this, one of those reindeer has a red nose that guides the sleigh. Now, the nose didn't seem to have Bluetooth. There's only one seat in the sleigh, a front bench seat with no padding. Seems Santa takes care of that himself. Santa didn't seem to remember what he paid for the sleigh, so I can't give you a sticker price, but you couldn't go out and buy one anyway. As we all know, Santa's sleigh is a -a one-of-a-kind custom job. EPA figures on the sleigh put mileage at about 25,000 miles per gallon of lichen. Now, Santa's sleigh wasn't the most comfortable ride out there, nor the warmest, nor the shiniest, as it is pretty old. But as far as reliable, he hasn't missed a Christmas yet. That's a special edition of Drive Time. Catch me on the web at drivetime-radio.com. Have a merry, merry Christmas.
There you go, our special little uh, review, our drive-time road test of Santa's sleigh, which, uh, again, I love doing that. I, I live to do that every year, to be honest with you. It's just a great little a little piece that we did several years ago. I actually sent it out as an audio Christmas card to the car companies uh, several years ago. So that's uh, I hope that you, uh, Santa, stops at your house. And uh, if not, that, uh, you know, and I do want to say this. I do want to throw this in there before we take a quick break and then we come back and um, kind of wrap things up and talk about what's going to happen next week here on Drive Time. Uh, you know, Christmas, we're all, you know, so hung up in the presents and the running around and this and that. Uh, but there is so much more to it than that. Obviously, it is about the birth of Christ. Uh, but it is also about our kindness to each other. And the way we treat each other, the way we look at each other, the way we talk to each other. Uh, And, you know, this past year has been so divisive among people in so many different ways uh, that I hope that maybe at least for the next week or so that we we just take on a spirit of of understanding and talking to each other a little bit and, uh, you know, getting getting to see the other person's point of view and getting to see... And realizing that, that if, if you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you, it doesn't mean that I hate you or I don't like you. It just means that we look at things differently. You like a Ford, I like a Chevy. You like a Chrysler, I like a Kia. You like the, you know, you like the Mets, I like the Yankees. Oh, no, oh, oh, I almost said something bad. I like the Mets, you like the Yankees. Doesn't mean that you can't get along with each other. It just means that you like something different. We don't have to win every day. We don't have to win every argument. We can find the common ground. And to me, that's what Christmas is about. That's that's what Christmas, and I, I get on my platform here for a second, and Christmas is about somebody that was born to bring us together. To make us uh, to, to make us feel whole about ourselves, maybe that's what we need to to get back to. Not worry so much about how many presents we have and how many much is under the tree, and this and that. Because there'll be a lot of people this year that don't have a lot under the tree, but yet in their hearts they have so much. Their hearts are full with love and full with the Christmas spirit. It has nothing to do with buying a present. It has to do with baking and cookies or or looking at people or saying hi to somebody or smiling at somebody in the supermarket. Uh, to me, that's much more what this season is about. So if you smile at me and I smile back at you, I don't care who you like for president, who you like for this, who you like for that. The thing is, is that we find some common ground with each other and we get past all of this uh, animosity that we seem to be going through in this uh, in, in our lives right now all right that's my pulpit my little thing for the year I like always like to say something around Christmas and I have the platform here to say it so that's what we're gonna do when we come back we'll talk about our awards which will happen next week the top five cars that I did not want to give back this year, so we'll have to uh, jump on it. And don't forget, if you go to uh, our Facebook page, which is just go to facebook.com slash New York Vinny, jump on there, like our show um, promo that's up there for today, click like on it. I will go through all the names on like, and we have 
a couple of really cool prizes. We have I have a, a great Alfa Romeo key tag uh, that's uh, al- actual Alcantara leather. It's really a nice luggage tag. I have a couple of those that uh, we're going to give away. I have a great, if you're an Acura fan, I have an incredible Acura uh, little um, statue that is really kind of a neat thing. So if you're an Acura fan, uh, get on there. Uh, I also have uh, some passes to uh, Brown Bear Car Wash. So if you... um, if, if you need to get your car washed, which most of us, most of us are going to, uh, we'll uh, send you some gift certificates for Brown Bear Car Wash as well. So we have all of that uh, stuff that Santa has in his bag, Santa Vinny has in his bag. We'll take a quick break here, come back. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page or like us on Twitter at NYVinny, V-I-N-N-I-E, N-Y-Vinny, uh, dot, uh, on Twitter. And we'll also keep you apprised of everything as well. All right, it is uh, coming up on uh, 9 o'clock, so we'll take a quick break here, come back, talk about the contest next week. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny on 1150 AM KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Back with you for a final segment uh, before we wrap it up for Christmas here on Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Don't forget a couple of things I want to let you know about. You can always find us on Facebook at uh, Drive Time Radio and TV. That's our official show page. You can find me at NY Vinny. Find me on Twitter at NYVinny, V-I-N-N-I-E. And you can find me on, uh, what is that other one, the Instagram? I don't use that one as much, but I probably should, huh? Put pictures up there and stuff. I haven't quite figured out the dynamic of Instagram quite yet. But, you know, I got the other two social media things down uh, real well. So hopefully uh, you'll make contact with me on there. Please do, by all means. Or you can do it just by straight-out old email at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. If you'd like to advertise on the show, we're also uh, actively looking for advertisers for the show, uh, this and the podcast. And don't forget, you can download the podcast. Uh, it's Stitcher and um, um, Apple and Anchor and a whole bunch of other, wherever, you can, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, you can, you, and I don't think they're sold. Actually, I think you just get them. But wherever you can download your podcast, you can get them, uh, the uh, podcast of the show as well. And we'd love for you to download the podcast 
as well. And uh, as always, thank you for listening to the show. Next week, we will give our annual awards away. It is the top five cars that I did not want to give back. So what I do is, is if you go to the website or you go to my Facebook page, I always take, for some reason I got into this years ago, take pictures of cars as they're leaving. I don't take pictures of cars as they come. I take pictures of little videos of cars as the people who come to get the cars that I road test take them away. They take them away. And sometimes it's really hard to see these cars go. I mean, when you're spending the week in a, you know, in a, in a Porsche or something like that, and they come and get it, it's not always as easy to just let that thing go and say, goodbye, that's it, see you later. Like, you want to keep them. You don't want to let it go. So I came up with the idea a few years ago of the top five cars that I did not want to let go, did not want to give back is my way, because everybody has their year-end awards, and they do it on this and the snazziest. So for me, I go into that pool of cars that I've driven all year, and I pick out the five that I did not want to give back, the clawing, the screaming, the crying, the telling the people to come to get the cars. I'm not home to come back tomorrow so I can get five more minutes driving a BMW A50 convertible. I mean, come on. You know, if you got to one of these things, you don't want to just take it around the block, right? You want to take a ride. And so we will have those uh, top five uh, cars next week to, um, uh, for you. There's some really good ones in there, too. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's kind of a hard decision in a lot of ways because I drove so many incredible cars. You know, we do these events uh, where we'll be live from them, hopefully here coming up in the next year as we make plans to kind of expand the show out a little bit and and get it, you know, in a place where it's uh, it's, you know, we, we get to take you to some of the places. Uh, and a, a couple of the places that are really cool is, of course, we have our Mudfest, which is with the Northwest Automotive Press Association. And that's a great event where we get to take sport utility vehicles and cars that go through the mud and take them out on, on the road and then take them out on the track and then take them through mud courses. And uh, then we pick winners in those categories, and you get the best uh, sport utility vehicle of the year. You get the best, uh, um, you know, uh, crossover of the year, different um, categories. But all cars that are really Northwest-centric cars. Then we also have belong to another association back east, and we have a track day. And so we go out to the track every year, and we take all of these, they bring all of these different supercars out there, and we get a chance to drive some of them. You know, the Lotuses and the Cadillac, uh, you know, racing cars, and and uh, the GT, uh, the, the G- GTRs, the Nissan GTRs, and all of these different great cars uh, that you hear about. The, uh, the Toyota Supra, uh, you know, just these incredible cars that uh, that sometimes aren't even available to the public. But yet you get to, you don't get them for a week, but you get to go and take them out on the road, and then you get to take them out on the track, and you get to perform perform with them and see what they will do. And it's really a, a fun, fun time uh, for me, and I hope that I am able to 
relate to you a little bit of what that fun is and also uh, be able to, you know, give you some of the fun of uh, car ownership. And that's something that we will be doing in the next year, too, is going out to different places, doing remotes, hopefully at uh, Cars and Coffee and things like that, places where uh, we will be able to get in front of car lovers and uh, spend time talking to them and interacting with them and and doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, besides sports, and many of you know uh, how much of how much passion I have for baseball and for sports and for the Seahawks and Mariners and everything like that. Well, I bring that same passion to cars. I love cars. I grew up in the car business, and I hope that you'll um, come along for this ride with me too, and be able to. You know, kind of, kind of. Even if you're not a great car fan, you just get maybe just listen to me for an hour because you like the sound of my voice. I don't know. <laughs> you know, speaking about cars and coffee, I did want to mention. I have it here somewhere, and I almost forgot about this, but I did want to make sure that I mentioned here uh, a little interesting place that I ran into uh, called the shop. I think you may know about that. And I believe that their cars and coffee, because I've been looking for these things, uh, is today, 10 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock. Every Saturday, they have the Eclectic Cars and Coffee event in Seattle. They have free coffee and a parking lot. You bring your car. I don't know how many people are going to roll out in the rain to do this. But I find this um, this, uh, venue, the shop, which is down south of uh, or near the uh, stadiums and the ballpark, uh, interest, an interesting venue. It's a kind of a restaurant and place where you can go and um, work on your car and hang out and um, see some of the incredible cars that they have there and grab a meal at the same time. It's a concept that's catching on. Anyway, they're having their cars and coffee today. And I did not mention, I believe, that at the, um, at the museum, uh, that we have, uh, that Santa Claus is going to be there uh, later today at the ACM, at the uh, LeMay Museum down in Tacoma. So get an opportunity to do that. All right, that is going to wrap it up uh, here for drive time for this uh, 21st of uh, December edition. Let me wish you all a Merry Christmas. And uh, really, if, you, uh, if you're alone this Christmas, you're not alone. You got Vinny as your pal. Uh, send me an email. I'll send you a little Christmas card back or something like that. But more importantly, be kind to each other and enjoy the spirit of the season, the spirit of give, not only of giving, but giving of yourself. And uh, as I said, it's, uh, it's a great time of year to be alive and a great time of year to look out over the world and say uh, that this is a pretty darn good place to be with all of its faults, all right? All right. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much to Michael. And we will catch up with you next week if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW.